G'day and welcome back to another episode of the My Peak Podcast. Thank you for joining us on your holistic development journey, whether that's on or off the cricket field. Brownie, how are you travelling, mate? Well, thank you, Cam. It's, it's good to be here and thank you everyone for joining us, whether it's for the first time or whether you're a bit of a veteran on the My Peak Podcast. We appreciate you being here and ready to get some improvement both on and off the field. We have an exciting episode for the team today. Yeah, speaking of improvement, we're here at uh, Masters Management Consultancy at their podcast studio to We get around this. a bit, don't we? Yeah, we do. We had a little bit of an upgrade for today. Uh, we're at the home of my good mate Simo's head, head studio quarters. So if you are looking to do a podcast yourself, pop down, give Simo a call and this is the place to be. Yeah, Simo's got all the bells and whistles down here. It's a fantastic setup here at Studio 103. <laughs> We're really enjoying our time here. So without further ado, let's introduce today's topic. So today we're going to talk about trust in the process versus changing the process. Wow. This is a good one. So we're going to give some ways or maybe the why factor on when you think about, yep, today I've got to trust the process or today I might actually need to think about changing the process. I think this is one, it's very timely. I, I don't think I've had many people come up to me and tell me to change the process. It's a constant reminder to trust the process, but we're here to go against the grain today, a bit of a status quo change. We're gonna try and give you guys some tips to know and sort of be aware on when it's actually time to, to maybe do a 180 or a slight V1 way to actually make some improvements and, and change the process a little bit. Yeah, that might be adapting the process. It might be completely knocking down and rebuilding or maybe it's just a little tinker that you need to make to take your game either to a new level or perhaps to fix a problem that's uh, become a consistent cause of a error in your game. Like we say, whether that's off the field in uh, preparation for your cricket or maybe it's on the field during your cricket as well yeah i like that and i just think that if there comes a point where you need to identify the when to change or when not to change and this is where we're going to try and identify some times today where you might come to a bit of a crossroad or you might be struggling struggling a little bit in an area and we've identified some times or um, some different things that you'll see along the journey to say keep trusting or let's change so Let's dive into it. Yeah, so let's start with trust the process. Perfect. It's a common phase you hear all the time. You might be in the nets at training. It might be after you've taken um, or after you got out in a game and you're reflecting. It's a common phrase you hear all the time. You just need to trust the process. Trust what you're doing and you're going to see reward for it in the future. Yeah, and you hear this one a lot in life too whether you're speaking with a mentor or maybe some family or, or close friends and they tell you just to keep trusting the process, you're on the right path. Um, but sometimes it can be difficult because you're looking for those results or you're seeing the first one we're going to talk about is some short-term mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Often you, it's very common to link short-term results to what your process, whether that's telling yourself your process is good, if you're seeing good results, or... You see a few mistakes and you think that's your process that's letting you down. Yeah, I think that short-term mistakes is something to almost be welcomed mm. because I think a lot of people miss the whole learning aspect of those short-term mistakes. Small mistakes is a really 
a really good way to say, well, maybe I actually am on the correct path here because what happens with short mistakes is quick learnings and then off you go again. It's sort of like a reassess, replan, reattack. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when we see these short-term mistakes, if it's not happening continually and we're actually seeing some growth from it, I think that's when you know that the process is there to be trusted and it's actually not going to be a hindrance to the long-term goal. It's actually going to be some feedback and something that's going to help you continue to move forward. Mm, I like that, Brownie. If you're if you're tinkering with your processes or you're, you've got some new knowledge, you might have uh, gone to a new coach, you might have joined My Peak for the first time and you're making some changes in your technique or your preparation for game day and you're starting to do things a little bit different whenever something's new you're going to make mistakes that's everyone's going to do it no one's going to pick up a new skill and just go perfect from the get-go so if you are seeing these short-term mistakes let that be a sign of learning is happening and you need to trust this learning especially in the long term even though these short-term results are trying to tell you to maybe go a different way or try something different if it's new to you, this new knowledge is creating new opportunity and it's all about trust in the process, whether that's individually or whether that's with your coach as well. Brilliant, yeah, I think it leads a little bit into the second one, the short-term mistakes. The second way we wanna know we can keep trusting the process is if there is evidence or results from our prior self or others. Yeah. I think a lot of people will make mistakes one or two times and think, nope, that's it. Um, I'm making a change, I'm doing something different. But if we can understand that maybe this has worked in the past, um, I've actually seen people who are maybe a little bit more experienced or maybe a little bit uh, better in a certain area. Oh, well, it's working for them. Maybe there is a is something to this recipe and it needs to be trusted for a little bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. And you could you could be picking up things from a number of sources. You might be watching cricketers on TV. You could be watching say David Warner go about his business or Pat Cummins go about his business and you're picking up things that are working well for them and then you start to implement it yourself if it doesn't work for you straight away not saying it will work for you but for that period of time it's about trust in the process seeing if you can get some results in the long term because you've seen that it's successful for someone else in that particular circumstance you need to trust the process for yourself to see if it can produce results for you not saying it's going to because everyone's a little bit different but it's definitely worth the trial and error yeah that's right the trial and error don't let a few errors dictate the trial in phase i think too you can double down on your evidence by going to the source that you're learning from hopefully it's someone you can get in contact with whether it's a coach or a peer or maybe a mentor of some sort and you can ask them what was their sort of friction at the start of the process when they started to implement this? Did you have some some setbacks? And that'll actually help you be a little bit more, I suppose, aware of how the process goes, not just you're trying to figure it out for yourself. You might actually find that you're exactly where you wanna be along the mistake path and you're not too far from a breakthrough. So if you're following someone's uh, recipe or, or plan or process previously, go and have a chat with them if that's a possibility for you and, and see what their sort of setbacks were and if maybe they've dealt with what you're going through at the moment. It's very good advice. It's Sometimes the external feedback can be a good indicator for trust in the process too because often yourself, you can get really frustrated if things aren't working out the way that someone's told you they could work out or the way you see it working out. So some external feedback in the moment can be a really good way to validate, yep, what I'm doing here is actually going to work and 
trust in the process becomes a lot easier when someone's there telling you and working with you towards a, a common goal. The third one and the one that we hear often um, when we hear the phrase trust the process mm. is when we're overthinking. Yeah. Now, overthinking is a, is a very common thing for, for athletes and everyday people as well. But what we want to try and do here is not necessarily overthink the process, but simplify it. Yeah. What are the areas that we can make this really simple, really tangible, really practical? And let's try and get back to maybe a handful of points, three or four, and try and tick those off. Some people can implement a process that's just so complex that it actually takes brain power to complete the process. We want to simplify this so it's almost second nature. Well, that's anytime you get introduced to something new, if you've gained new knowledge, especially like a technique thing in cricket, if it's new knowledge to you, the first thing you want to do is start to implement it as many ways as you can. And in the process of doing that, it's so easy to overthink it. You're thinking, I can do it here, I can do it there, I want to do it here, I want to do it there. And in that moment, you start to overthink it. It's a, it's probably one of the most common mistakes that can happen in, in any game, but especially in cricket and in batting in cricket in particular. So making sure like if you have really good knowledge on that particular skill, that's when you can actually good knowledge, a good sign of good knowledge is when you can simplify it. So trust in the process, you can turn your new uh, piece of knowledge on a particular skill. You need to be able to trust the process for a period of time so you can turn that into a simplified form mm. of that piece of knowledge or that new knowledge that's new to you. So you can turn it into a consistent outcome. Awesome. Consistency leads us into our next point, and that's consistency to the approach of what the process is, meaning that sometimes there might be gaps or little areas that you're missing in the process that's actually causing you not to be successful. So if you've got a process set in place, but you maybe only can be completing that at a 60% or 70% uh, success rate, well, that might actually be the missing gaps. It's important you know, it's, uh, especially in sport that we are um, doing those 1% of things and sometimes if we're missing them along the journey of our process, we think we're ticking the boxes, we think we're doing the right things, but we're actually missing X, Y, and Z. And that's where we can really miss the link of the, the process and the consistency of the process. Yeah, this is a really good one to think about the holistic side of cricket. If you're thinking about, say, your sleep or your hydration or your recovery, or your food, what you're eating maybe the day before or before the game, this, the process and trust in the process, you need to be consistently doing this every time. Mm. If you're thinking about changing what you eat, but you're not eating the same thing all the time, then it's hard to put a finger on the fact of what's actually causing you to have those different results. If you're cramping up and you're saying, my hydration needs to change, but you've got a different sort of approach each time, then it's hard to know what to change. Yeah, that's right. You don't have any information to, yeah. or it could have been this, or maybe it was that, or where if you have the consistent meals on Friday night or, or Saturday morning, you can start to use that trial and error and go, well, that's not working, or that works brilliantly today. I felt fresh in the 96th over. I took a great catch, or maybe I took a wicket in that last over. And these are the little things that we so often miss out on in sport. Sometimes people think you know, their process starts from you know, their warm-up where realistically the process has probably started back on Monday or Tuesday at training and you're starting to prepare yourself for the week. So if you're missing gaps, like Cam said, around your holistic development, you're not sleeping very well, maybe you're not hydrated enough, 
you're not working on your recovery, you've got all these gaps, but then you're saying, well, I'm completing my process on Saturday. Well, you're only completing 25 or 30% of the, the whole process. So there's a lot more that goes into the process. And I think we need to make sure we're consistent in trying to round off those areas, those holistic areas that we speak about. If you're ticking those boxes and you're ticking your Saturday or Sunday box when you play, that's when you can start to see you know, 80, 90, 100% of the process be completed. Yeah, I think the consistency in your approach is what will lead us to our next one, and that's becoming comfortable with your process. If you're consistently doing the same thing over and over again, that's when you can start to become comfortable with your process. You want your processes to be second nature. If you have to remind yourself of your processes, then you're still in the learning phase of that development. If your processes become second nature, they're natural, you don't have to think about it, it's that muscle memory type um, phrase that you hear all the time, that's when you know that your processes are working. If you have to constantly remind yourself of your processes, that's when you need to trust them for longer periods of time because it's actually not um, ingrained in your brain or ingrained in your movement. And that's where you're gonna see different results. And some results might be good, and the other results might be the failure. And those failures are gonna be where you need to trust the process until you do reach that um, natural ability to do the same thing over and over again. I love this one, being comfortable and refining the process. When you're comfortable in it, you're just so like sharp, you know exactly what needs to be done, when to do it, how to execute it. And I think about like, the thing that I've done the most in the last few years is, is travel the Northern Road. And Cam, you can relate a little bit here where I knew exactly how long it took me to wake up, stop my alarm, brush my teeth, get in the car, drive here. When I hit this checkpoint on the road, I knew I was this amount of time away. I could walk in, be ready. And with 30 seconds to go, I was ready for a workout. Oh. And you could just refine this process that you've done over and over and over again to make it so efficient that not only does it become second nature, but it becomes so efficient and so like so much like clockwork that you're getting the results while being on automatic. Mm. And it's just a brilliant way to get to the, the more you become comfortable with your process, the more you become so refined and the more efficient it gets. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what processes are all about. That's like, whether it's like a routine process or a preparation process or an in-game process, like a technique process, or like that fundamental movement process when you're batting or bowling, all of these processes, the things that we want to happen without thinking about it. We want it to be automatic. If you have to think about it, like I said earlier, that's when we need more work, more practice, more hours in the nets, more hours outside of the nets to make sure that these things do become second nature. If you feel like you need to work on it for longer periods of time, trust the process is a great phrase that you can repeat to yourself to give yourself the time and the opportunity to make sure it does become automatic. And don't get me wrong, the in-game and the at-training practice is by far uh, the best and the one we'll learn the quickest on. But to enhance the process and, and to make this happen a little bit quicker, write it down, uh, mental rehearse it, go to bed right before you go to bed, think back to the process, how's it gonna work, how am I gonna execute it, write it down in your diary, wake up and say it to yourself when you brush your teeth. The quicker you can ingrain the process, the quicker you can refine it and become much more efficient, get it automatic, and then start to see those results a lot more consistently. Yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. It's a, probably a pretty good summary of a few points there to trust the process. So we've got things like not letting short-term mistakes get in the way of trusting the process. 
we want to make sure that if we're seeing some evidence in results whether that's us with prior results or others in their results we want to make sure we're not overthinking it if it's new knowledge and we're overthinking it that's when we want to trust the process and we want to become comfortable in our processes they want to become second nature automatic not thinking about them and they're just happening as soon as you walk onto the field or whether it's in game day preparation before a game as well now this is where we'll go against the grain here a term we don't hear too much is it's time to change the process enhance the process improve the process we've come up with a couple of uh key indicators here that will give us some information or some feedback around when it's time to adapt the process and then trust a new one yeah and this is it's really exciting to talk about really because it's something that can often can actually be a barrier for improvement if you're telling yourself to trust the process trust the process however sometimes the process is what's stopping you from achieving your your goals or the results that you want to achieve so if we can come up with some ways where like i said earlier it's not a sometimes it is a knockdown rebuild but sometimes it can be a such a slight tweak or adapt adapt into a different condition or phase of your learning to ensure that you're giving yourself the best opportunity to grow as a cricketer whether that's on the field or whether that's off the field so that takes us to our first one first one and i think the most obvious one if you need to change your process is if you continue to make the same mistakes over and over again yeah, it's so true. And, and this is where you've got to understand the difference between the short-term mistake and the consistent mistake. Mm. So the short-term mistake is often okay because we're seeing improvement, although it's it, we, we are making the mistake. The making the same mistake is often when we don't see the improvement or we're waiting for the improvement. We're like, well, where is this improvement? I've made this mistake enough. I've learned from it, but it's still not helping me with my process. So this is the first point of call you you want to try and tick off when it's time to to change the processes do i keep making this exact same mistake and where can i make the change yeah it's it's very good like if you if i give you an example like of a a proper like in-game example say you're at training and you're trying to play a new shot or not a new shot you've been working on this shot for a long time and every time you play the shot, say it's a pull shot and you keep top edging it every time. It's been a season and it, you've got out four times top edging pull shots and they bowl short balls. Well, that's when we can start to see the results and say, I need to make a change here. And perhaps I have to get my hands higher. Perhaps my weight's not on my back leg. Or if it's a before, maybe you're cramping every time you score above 50. Well, that can be a good indicator. I need to drink more water game day day before in the week leading to the game so these consistent results that you're seeing can be the indicator for you okay maybe i need to start to change my processes yeah that's brilliant i think so often people put their um in in sport specifically that their mistakes always down to a technical issue mm -hmm. i think it's so important that yes obviously we can look at the technical issue if there is one there but it was a great thing that you said before maybe you are cramping up after 50 or why do you keep getting out between 30 and 40 well are you fit enough mm, you obviously don't, mental thing yeah you don't have a technical issue if you can consistently get yourself to 30 and 40 in my opinion mm. you know maybe there's a change of bowler and you struggle against spin i don't know but if you're getting to that score i think your techniques must be pretty sound so you mustn't be fit enough you mustn't be able to do your routines for long enough because you're not mentally um strong, strong enough, enough to be able to do it so 
this is where you want to look at, well, where's the consistency in it? Is it a particular time in the game? Is it a particular shot? Is it a particular dismissal? In life, are you, you know, you're constantly making the same mistake with the same family member, maybe having the same argument, uh, maybe having the same issue each morning, whatever it might be, where's the consistency in it and where can I make the change? Mm. And it's from there, the, the trial and error phase starts to come back into it. That's when you're going to go, you can quickly go from changing your process to identifying something that needs to change and you can quickly go back to trial and error phase in order to trust the process again. Because eventually the ideal component is going from change to trust. Perfect. That's the perfect Change to trust, that's excellent. And the second one, and one that we often can so often miss is that we've actually outgrown our old ways Mm. so a process that we once used to have may not be the most beneficial beneficial for us anymore we may have new knowledge to implement different strategies to try and things that are actually maybe have a little bit of friction in its first trial stage but you know three four five weeks down the track hopefully we're seeing these dramatic changes in results i i think for an example when i grew up Um, playing sport I often had a batting routine in in cricket and it wasn't until just recently did I introduce some new tactics that we worked on with our mental and emotional coach around breathing and trying to connect to your why and all these different things when you're out there I've just changed my process to help me perform better only because I enhanced my knowledge not because my old one wasn't necessarily working you know might not be you know might not be perfect and you're constantly striving for better results so Sometimes it's important that you make and adapt the change because you yourself have adapted. Yeah, I think so often we were talking about this, I think today actually, you ought, you can think back on other times and go, remember when we used to do that? And you sort of have a little laugh about how you used to do things. But at that time, you thought it was the best way to do things. And then you start to learn new ways, new methods. And then obviously, once you learn new things, you start to adapt and uh, grow your game to a different direction so when these new uh, whether it is knowledge whether it's a new topic perhaps you never thought about leadership for your cricket or mental and emotional for your cricket or how much you nu- nutrition mm. plays a role in your cricket and once you start to learn these things you need to be able to adapt it to your processes to see some consistent results and your outcomes become consistently better over a long period of time you know what I think about here? I can't read your mind, sorry, mate. It's coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and you really? know why I think about this? It's exactly what you were saying. When you look back, you think, what was I thinking then? But in the time, it was the best thing ever. Used to walk into London Cafe, get myself a full cream milk with sugar yeah, and coffee. And I, I see thought, where how, you're going. How good is this? Now, I haven't changed my process. I still drink my coffee every morning and then you know one at lunch or whatever but i've just adapted a way that one makes me feel way better after i drink it yeah one that's actually better for my body and i can actually get some performance out of it because i'm drinking it in a way that's beneficial well and for me i have the same coffee as you and i change because it tastes better for me yeah exactly right and sometimes as well it's important to talk about when you have this new knowledge come to your game or your life some processes are going to change and some processes might stay the same new environments or new like we say a new topic might become known to you that you haven't thought about before that could imp- like you could have to trust some processes and then you might have to change or adapt in some processes 
processes as well. All right, we'll move on to our third one for changing the process. And this is one that I think I see regularly. I think I see this very often in in some athletes, even in our first grade team, to be honest, Mm. is people looking to tick boxes rather than tick the boxes with purpose. And this comes down to trying to go about your process purely for the point of getting it done rather than the point of having a purpose behind the actual uh, action or movement that you need to, to do. So I see it so often some people will uh, try and enhance the pro- uh, try and make the process so efficient that it lacks an actual energy and a purpose behind it, meaning you're actually not getting yourself in that right frame of mind. Yeah, that's brilliant, Prowney. That's really good. You've summed it up pretty well. You like that, did you? Yeah, yeah, you've done it really well. You're still thinking about our oat milk, <laughs> cappuccinos, lattes. I just think that the whole side to ticking boxes, and I, I know, like myself, I'm a box ticker. Like I'm a scheduler, I tick off the boxes, and if I've done that, I feel like I'm moving forward. I feel accomplished. But sometimes I look back and, you know, my wife Talia is really good at keeping me accountable with this. Sometimes I'm ticking the boxes with a lack of emotion. Mm. And so I'm ticking the boxes to get it done rather than ticking the boxes to actually try and get out of it what I was trying to get out of it. So you've got in one column, you've got the box and one column, you've got the result and you're ticking the box for the box rather than ticking the box for the result. Yeah. And I sometimes even tick the box and forget about like the journey, which is all about the result. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like we might be, for example, going down, let's just say going down for a surf, right? Instead of me enjoying that whole process of getting down to the beach, having a coffee on the way, chatting with friends, getting here, getting in the water, wetsuit on, whatever. All I'm thinking about is, oh, well, we can't be late. We've got to come back up the mountain for church. Like, let's get moving. Like, Mm. let's quickly get that. Before I know it, we're there. And I've gone, oh, well, where was that four or five hours? That was meant to be really enjoyable and relaxing. All I thought about was ticking the box of being back here. Mm. So I missed that journey part of it as well. So there's just so much in the process that you've got to make sure that you're, one, enjoying and, and just being aware of it's not just about ticking it and going, yep, that's done, what's next? Yeah, yeah. And that that makes me think of a lot of like preparation processes as well, processes that you go through before you actually get onto the field, whether that's like your your nutrition is such a common one to think of. If you're just trying to tick boxes all the time in your nutrition, it can be easy to get stuck in your ways and start to, uh, or not fall behind, but like you said, you start to become dependent on the box ticking rather than, thinking and prioritizing the result of why you actually have that box there why do you actually want to carbohydrate you know load yeah. on carbs or why do you actually want to drink you know eight to ten cups of water on the night before game mm. or whatever it is making sure that you can actually see why you're doing something and if you're doing it simply to do it then that's when you might have to change your processes to create more purpose in why you actually do things perfect the last one we've got for enhancing or changing the process is you've actually got yourself a new goal. Mm. Now, going back to, I was speaking about getting up and getting myself into the gym before, like just on automatic. I think about this one previous to you and I going to the gym at, at Kev's together, I used to go about mid morning. So, my process of how well I slept the night before was irrelevant. So, at this stage, I had a new goal. And I had to get up at a certain time to get myself ready at a certain time to be working out at a certain time. So my process had to change. I had to change my uh, 
uh, my approach towards my strength and conditioning training because the goal was different. My goal wasn't just to you know tick the box and get the gym done for the day. It was to get up early, get a jump start, uh, work hard with a, a group of like-minded people, and that took a different approach. It wasn't just go to bed at 10:30 or 11, get up, have something to eat. It was no, I need to make sure I'm eating good food on on the night before, otherwise I'm not going to be able to work out well. I got to drink well, I got to sleep well, then I've got to do all my things in the morning. And this was purely because my goal had changed. Mm. It's essentially what you're saying is your new goal created a new environment as well. Yeah, my environment was totally different. Yeah. And it was an environment that I wanted to create, obviously, to be better. And the new environment completely changed the process. Mm. I didn't have to just trust what I knew. I had to, one, adapt quickly for, for more knowledge to then be able to implement something different. Yeah, so if you put that in a cricket term, it could be in a new team massively like you might have find yourself going up a grade maybe you have gone from the second rep team to the top rep team maybe you've gone back or who knows where you are in your development new club all of a sudden you've got a new role yeah all of a sudden your goal's different you're not going out and and trying to bat in this circumstance you're now finding yourself maybe doing some more bowling in this team who knows where you're at but your new goal is is a massive reason why your process might have to adapt or change well this is actually one that i'm going to have to confront this season I'm going to be opening the batting a bit more this season, so my processes are going to change. That's is that's something that you have to identify early. The great thing that you have here is that you've got prior evidence, what we spoke about in the beginning. You've done this before. You've mm. opened the batting before. So you can go back to times that you've done well, think about the process, go and chat to guys who open the batting well. well what do they do? You know, you can really adapt these, these mm. skills that we've put into place here for the team to listen to. Yeah, so you've you've made me excited there brownie i'm excited mate this is excellent i can actually come and talk to you because you opened the batting just a couple of years ago for us yeah i did a little bit um opened the batting when we were both younger we did a bit of opening together so yeah it's going to be exciting for you i'd like to see how you go with this process oh no no pressure there drugsy (laughs) (laughs) well that brings us to the end of our trust the process versus change the process i hope that we've sort of enlightened you guys a little bit given you some information to go away with and Hopefully not second guess yourself. Hopefully have some clear indications on when to keep trusting and when to make a change. I just think the big thing that we want to drive home here is is not to fear either decision. When you've made a decision to either change or trust, try and go wholeheartedly. Um, and also, you know, you, you want to give it the time um, to get the, the feedback and the results. You know, you can go wholeheartedly, but you can always make a change down the track. Give it the time of day before you start to to really, I suppose, label success or failure. Today was a lot of talking about the why. This is a lot of a lot of the things we spoke about are why you might change or trust the process. So now your challenge is, hopefully it's validated in your mind, okay, I do have to trust the process here, or maybe it's validated, okay, I need to adapt my processes or tinker or change my processes. So now your challenge is the how. If you're a part of the My Peak community, you're very lucky because you can jump on the Summit series and have mountains of information on how you can start to become better with your processes or how you can start to trust your processes a little bit more as well. If you're not on the Summit series, then reach out to us. We'd love to talk through about understanding you've got to the point of why you might want to change and we can try and help you on how you're going to change your processes to see better results or maybe just more consistent results as well. Cam and I would like to thank everyone for listening to the episode. We really enjoy uh, the feedback we get uh, from the podcast. So uh, we thank you very much for being here today and uh, please reach out with any questions. We'd love to have a chat 
uh, replied to some DMs on Instagram. Please go and check out all our social media. And like Cam said, we'd love to help you out on your journey any way possible. Good luck to everyone on the weekend and catch you next time on the My Peak Podcast.